Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. God sees you and he cares about everything that's going on in your life. Isn't that wonderful? He sees you and he knows. We're in week two of our Now Faith series. Who's believing for warmer weather? I don't have faith for it, I'm sorry. I'm just declaring it right now. No faith for warmer weather at the moment. It will come. We've called this series Now Faith because faith is now. Faith is present tense. Every single day when you get out of bed, you will need faith to live the Christian life. Yesterday you needed faith, today you need faith, and tomorrow you will need faith, and so, so on, because the Christian life is lived by faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Now, faith is the assurance. It's, it's substance. There is an element to faith that means we have something now before we see it materialize. Isn't that true? I have a promise that is very close to my heart and it weighs on me occasionally. Anyone ever have something that weighs on them occasionally? Just two of you and the rest of you are keeping it to yourself. It hasn't materialized yet, but I have it. And when it was really weighing heavily on me, I was reading the word and in the story that I was reading in the Bible, that's why the Bible is so important to our life because what happened back then speaks to us today and I was reading this story and the Holy Spirit spoke to me through the story that I read and he gave me a promise as I read through the story it set out what was going on in this situation that's very close to my heart and so now it is so real inside me even though it hasn't materialized yet but it's inside me And so now when I get tempted to let it weigh on me, do you know what I do? Instead of going to the worry, I go to the word. I go to the promise and I say, now faith. I say, thank you God that I have that promise. It is the assurance of things hoped for, even though I can't see it yet. Last week Paul talked about how faith comes by hearing and how we have to be able to discern the voice of God from all the other voices that yell at us and say, believe me, do this. It's the voice of God that brings faith to our lives. It's it's the word of God. It comes through predominantly the Bible, the word of God. I remember facing a situation and I wasn't sure what to do because it affected other people. And that can be a pressure at times. 
and I was reading the word and this, it was a situation I had to make a decision on in the next couple of days and I was reading the word and I happened to be reading, look at that, uh, not that, I happened to be reading Deuteronomy 1.17 which says this, don't be afraid of anyone's anger for the decision you make is God's decision. And that's all I needed to hear. How good is that? The Word of God is so important to our lives. So God speaks to us through His Word, through His voice, and He tells us what He wants us to do, and He makes it clear. So we just get up and do it, right? Absolutely, that's what we do. We just get up and do it. No questions asked. No problem. There's never any doubt, right? There's never any risk involved when God tells us to do something, right? Is it just me? See, those two little words, risk and doubt are what we're looking at today. Because faith always holds an element of risk. And on our journey of faith, we will always have to face and overcome some doubt. Has anyone found that? Yes. You'll, have to, you'll have to risk some things living the life of faith, and you will face some doubt living the life of faith. Genesis 12, one says this, the Lord spoke to Abram, leave your native country and your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you and I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt, and all the families on the earth will be blessed through you. What a wonderful promise. What an amazing promise. So Abram hears the word of the Lord. God comes to him and he says, get up, get out of your comfort zone, take your family and move. Go, leave, leave all that you know, all that you hold dear, all that's familiar to you and go to the place that I'm gonna show you. Sounds a bit like the life of faith, doesn't it? Every day. God didn't even tell him at that point where he had to go. He just told him that it was time, that he had to move. But he promised him, he said, you know what? It's a bright future I'm moving you into. I know you're leaving something that is close and, and familiar to you, Abram, but I'm calling you. I'm calling you to a bigger future. I'm calling you to a brighter future. You can't see it yet, but it's there, trust me. And I wanna tell some of you today that that is a word from God for some of you today. There has to be some movement in your world. Very quiet. And there is freedom on the other side. There may be what looks to you like this huge mountain in front of you and you can't see over it and you can't see around it, you can't see past it. But I'm telling you on the other side is your future and God wants to move you into it if you're willing to follow him. See, once we hear God's voice, once we figure out 
what God is in, we have to be able to take the risk to follow. We have to be able to, to take the step. We have to be able to start to move. We have to be able to put one foot in front of the other, not just say, God speaks, and we go, oh, that's nice, God. Abraham had to move. He had to actually take the step. And it was a risk. And a risk implies that I understand there is a potential for failure. Some people never take a risk. If there is no risk, then there's no faith required, right? People who live by faith will take a risk. And I'm not talking about stupidity. I'm talking about a calculated risk because we discern that God is asking us to move in a certain direction. Back in 1987, when Paul woke up from a nap on a Sunday afternoon and said to me, honey, we're going to Bible college in Sydney, which we don't have to do anymore because we have it here. Just putting that out there. It was a risk. We had to leave our jobs, our church, our family, our security, and go. But God was in it. And so what could we do? How could we not? Faith is not ignorance. It's like, it's, it's not, I don't know what I'm risking. Faith says I have the potential to fail, but I'm willing to take this risk so that I can do the thing that is most important to me. And that thing is to please God. Because the most important th thing for me to do in my life is what he has asked me to do. For Abram, it was a physical leaving. It may not be that for us, but there's still movement. There's still a shift. There's still, there's still a step out of something and into something else. It may be breaking through the fear that you are fighting so that you can get to the promise of God on the other side. Some of you here have to confront something that has been going on for too long and it's a risk for you to do that. But God wants you to do that. The time is now. Some of you, God's been speaking to you about giving something away. I don't know what, I don't know who to. And there's a risk involved. For some of you, there needs to be a reconciliation. And you, and God is asking you to be the, the one who initiates it. Yeah, but God, there's, you know what they did? You initiate it. I was standing in a conference. <clears throat> and gosh, God can be annoying at times. Do you find that? I was standing there worshipping God, just having a great old time. And he said, I want you to go and reconcile with this person because they feel um, rejected by you. I'm like, yeah, but what about what they did? He said, I want you, didn't even, doesn't even listen. <laughs> I want you to go and reconcile with this person. Can I tell you, there was a huge risk involved in that for me personally. But what was I going to do? See, 
living a life of faith involves risk. And do you know what? It, invo- it, ne- it, it necessitates that we have this other little quality. And it's called courage. Courage to take the risk. We're going to need courage to take that risk. And the thing that gives me the ability to do this, to take the risk, to be willing to risk it all is that thing that I just said. It's courage. I know that I could fail, but God has said this to me and I'm compelled. And I see that God has organized my life. He's organized this situation I'm facing and I know that I can't actually move or break through or change or shift without faith, without believing him and without taking the next step, which is a little bit of a risk at times. Because God, he strategically puts us in situations where we have to put our money where our mouth is and act in faith so that we might please him. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's what the Bible says. So, we do it. Faith demands action. Faith is a verb. Let's look at Abram. Abraham. He's Abraham at this point. James 2.21 says this, Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do and not by faith alone. That's a very interesting passage of scripture. Abraham, the Bible says, was shown to be right before God by his action, by what he did. He didn't just say, I'll do whatever you ask me to, Lord. He actually did what God asked him. And it demanded a risk. Like, it was a risk, right? We're talking about his son. He knew He knew that God had promised him. He said, I have made you the father of many nations. He had no children. Abraham had no children. He knew the promise was coming that way through Isaac. And he didn't understand. And it looked like he was killing the very thing his future was wrapped up in. But he had the courage to act, to take the risk. And he was willing to risk it all to please God. Are you looking smack Bang down the barrel of something you don't fully understand, but you know God is asking you to do it. You're in good company today. The father of your faith, Abraham, experienced the same thing. And he passed his test. Will you pass yours? Verse 22 of James 2 says that Abraham's faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. Some people's faith is never made complete because it's all words and no action. Faith without works is dead. They just talk the talk, but the actions don't follow. 
And if we just talk the talk and our actions don't follow, we end up living a weak Christian life. And if, our, if, if what we say doesn't match up with what we do, our words are meaningless. Just, just don't say it. If you're not going to follow through, don't say it. I'll be there, but never show up. Just don't say it. God, I surrender. God, I want to live for you. Whatever it is you want, God, I want to live for you. Okay, well, what I want you to do is forgive that person. What? It's got to be on his terms, not ours. Okay, so we've discerned that God is in something and we make a decision to act because faith is a decision. When we make a decision to act and we actually act, we step into faith. We might feel nervous because we're taking a risk, but that's okay because we're stretching our faith and the mountain that you're facing may appear enormous. But the power of one small decision can move even the biggest mountain. You know, you may, you may be here this morning and you've been asking, you've been waiting, you've been believing, God has spoken into your world about a certain issue. I'm going to remind you of that today. Remind you of that today. I remind you to stir it up. Remind you to make some sort of move in a particular direction that God has been speaking to you about. Because that decision, it will change your world. People don't make decisions and, and, and act for lots of reasons. One of the main ones is the fear that they've made the wrong decision. What if it doesn't work? What if it does? What if I'm wrong? What if you're right? Without a decision, there can be no progress. In fact, God, he, he actually has set this up so that he requires our decision in order to move in our world. And when we're indecisive, will I, won't I, should I, shouldn't I? James tells us that we are like a, 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 we, a tossed, we are driven and tossed by the wind. That's what he says. And he says that we'll, we're unstable in all our ways. Today I'm here, tomorrow I'm there. Today I'm going, tomorrow I'm not. Today I'm going to do this. And we're just unstable. Go on, go on. Trust God. Believe Him. Maybe you look around you and you think, the conditions aren't perfect. Maybe I should just wait a few years. You know what, if that's what you think, if that's how you think, in 10 years' time, you will still be exactly in that same spot. Conditions aren't perfect. Maybe I'll wait. Listen to this. Ecclesiastes 11 says this. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. Just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in its mother's womb, so you cannot understand the activity of God who does all things we can't understand, and if we're waiting for perfect conditions, they will never be there because there is always a risk when we're living by faith. 
We don't understand, but if God has spoken through his word, I'm, I'm not talking about being stupid, okay? If God has spoken, don't keep waiting for the perfect, perfect. Okay, here's the last thing I want to mention before we finish. We've talked about risk. Now I want to talk about doubt. Maybe God has spoken and you know it's God, but you just keep having these doubts. Just not sure. I don't want to make the wrong move. I don't want to mess up. And that doubt is potentially going to stop you from making that decision to move. You know, feeling doubt about doing something doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. It doesn't necessarily mean that we shouldn't be moving ahead because doubt is part of the process of faith. It's part of faith. Doubt just shows us where we've reached the limits of our current faith. I struggle, I struggle with doubt with many, many major decisions until I tune into God's voice and he speaks to me and I go, okay, good. And then my faith grows and that's, what, that's how it works. And then I, I walk and then I might hit another. Oh gosh, oh gosh, I don't know if that's right or not. And then I tune into God's voice and he goes, go. And so, and our faith just builds as we keep moving. Or, Maybe it's, that's not the doubt. Maybe the doubt is about something God has promised and it's taking so long. Has anyone noticed God takes a long time? Yes. Yes. Did you really say that, God? Are you really going to do that, God? Are you really going to come through? And then we begin to question and doubt. Abraham and Sarah... What's a faith message without Abraham and Sarah? So much in there. Both of them. Genesis 17, Genesis 18. Both of them had a conversation with an angel. And both of them showed just doubt. Because they were real people. Do we have any real people in the room today? Yes. In fact, they laughed. They laughed, but it wasn't a, ha ha, I'm so happy. It was a, yeah, right, ha. As if I'm going to have a baby, this is what Sarah was thinking. I've been waiting 24 years. And Abraham was not much different. And do you know what happened? The skies did not fall in on them. When they had that encounter, and the promise wasn't revoked when they had that encounter where they doubted and they weren't condemned. God confronted them. The angel, the angel said, why did Sarah laugh? And Sarah said, I didn't laugh. The angel said, oh yes, you did. So God confronted them. He didn't condemn them though. Because in the life of faith, we're all going to have times when we think, I just don't even know if this is going to work, if this is going to happen. God, if you really, are you real? Are you there? Or is that me? 
He didn't condemn them, but do you know what he did? He reminded them of something, because our God is so good. Genesis 18, 14. He just reminded them of this. He said, is anything too hard for the Lord? They came with their doubt, and he said, is anything too hard for the Lord? I'm coming back next year, and Sarah will have a son. Right there in the middle of your doubt today, I want to say to you, is anything too hard for the Lord? Good. Good then. It's not over. His promise will not fail. It won't. One year later, this is what Sarah said, Genesis 21, and Sarah declared, God has brought me laughter. Now, this wasn't bad laughter. This was, ha, 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 I am so happy. All who hear about this will laugh with me. Before, she felt like they were laughing at her, but after this, they were laughing with her. She got the boy and she laughed. She celebrated the fulfillment of the, the promise And I declare that over some of you today, the fulfillment of the promise. The Bible says those, come up, band, those who sow in tears will reap with joy. And joy and laughter. Some of you haven't had a good joy and laughter for a very long time. I'm just praying that over you today. Joy and laughter is coming your way. God came to give you life. He wants you to enjoy life. Don't give up. If he tells you to do something that involves some risk, you know what? You can trust him and you can take the step. You really can. And if you're struggling with doubt over a promise he's given you, hear the word of the Lord today. Is anything too hard for the Lord? It's not. It's absolutely not. But, but, no, no, but. Nothing's too hard. Even the thing you're facing, it's not too hard. Faith. It's all about believing God. The bottom line of faith is, it's the capacity to believe. To believe. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.